Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. Hello, how's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? I am great. I'm very excited to talk about this book. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah. So I have a guest on with me, a new co-host on today. So if you want to say hello and introduce yourself. Yeah. So my name is Lucia and I am one half of the Reading Materials podcast. And we did an episode together, I think back in January, we did X's and O's. And then you came onto my podcast as well. So we've kind of just been crossing over. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That was really fun. I, I really liked X's and O's and I'm ready for her next book to come out too. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I liked it. Awesome. Well, today we are talking about Serpent and the Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent, which I'm very excited about this one. But since you've already answered our token questions, we Mm -hmm. will do, tell me your top two reads of the year. Sure. So one of them is actually X's and O's that we read together. That was my first five-star book of the year. And then more recently, I read Fucking Around by Emily Rath which is super spicy and super good. So I think those two have been my my top two. You're like in your hockey romance era. But you know, I'm not. I'm not actually. That's the only ice hockey book that I've read. But I feel like I've peaked. I don't know if it can get any better than that. There's personally. nothing else. <laughs> I've had the top. I haven't read that one, but I have heard really, really good things about it. I did see that you guys interviewed her very recently. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She came on for our our first author interview episode. So that was really fun. That's awesome. I love that. It's fun to do. I feel like romance authors are really fun to interview because they will like get into the nitty gritty of everything. Yeah. 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 She was great. It was a really nice conversation and her new book is coming out in a couple of weeks. So I think we got her at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So like I said, we're talking about Serpent in the Wings of Night. We are going to do the entire like so far series that's out plus the novella. So I actually didn't know this, but this book is supposed to be a five book series. And I read that in the acknowledgements at the very end. And I'm, I'm very curious to see how long it's going to take her to come out with all of these. Yes. I also didn't know it was going to be that long. I thought it was going to be a trilogy, maybe a duology at most. So yeah, five books seems like a lot. I don't really know where she's going to go with the story. Yeah. Cause this is a, I mean, this book is long. It's like almost 500 pages. Very long. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Yeah, and the yeah. second one isn't shorter than that either. So. No. <laughs> I know the second one just recently came out a few months ago, right? Like, I should have looked this up, but I didn't. But I know mm-hmm. that. So I'm hoping, like, since she is indie... Well, I actually think she just got picked up by a publisher, didn't she? I'm not sure. I think the first one was indie published. Yeah. The second one maybe as well. I don't know if the rest are going to be traditionally published or not. Yeah. I'm hoping that she does them quickly because this was quite the ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yes, if the next one was. ends in the same way, I will not be fine. <laughs> yes, this is true. Yes, it is yes. pretty much of a cliffhanger ending. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. So let's kind of, we can just like dive into it, right? Sure, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I tried to like take some notes, but I forgot a lot while I was reading because I was so engrossed in the story. I didn't, I forgot to take the notes. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say I really liked the world building in this one. I just think that like, I got a little bit confused as we went on. Like I understood the concept, but then I was like, wait, who are the house of blood and who's the house of shadow? And like, how are they different? 
And who are these like warring clans within whom? Like, you know, so I think that for me was a little bit weird. Like I enjoyed the world building. I liked how she set it up, but I did get very confused. Like the further in it we got. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. So the basic premise is you have vampires. Vampires exist. They live alongside humans. Everybody knows that they're real and they kind of prey on the humans. And you have like different houses of vampires and there's like the king of all vampires and his name is Vincent but then you have like you said you have the house of blood and then the house of shadows and then there's another one they're the house of night like that's what Vincent is right that's right yes house of night yeah so they're the three main ones and I think what sets them apart is they have slightly different innate abilities yeah and their wings look different because the thing that makes it unique or I guess different to other vampire stories is that these vampires have wings. Which is giving Akatar. <laughs> oh yeah. Look, I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna say this up front. It's giving a lot of different books that I've read. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so it's giving me Akatar vibes. Definitely. It's giving me from Blood and Ash. Yeah. I haven't read The Hunger Games, but I've heard it compared to The Hunger Games as well. Yeah. So I've see- I'm seeing a lot of similarities to other stuff that I've read before. Yeah. Have you read any of her other books? Did you read The the Daughter of No Worlds yeah. or any of those? No. Okay. No, no, I haven't. This, this is your first one. one. So I read mm-hmm. The Daughter of No Worlds in the beginning of the year. I haven't finished the trilogy out, but I do really like her writing style. Like, I think she has a very unique voice. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, there was a lot of like elements in here that I was like... <sighs> I feel like I've read this before. <laughs> I did. I did like the idea that she did like two warring clans and they had different wings and all that kind of stuff. But like some of the magic elements of it were, got a little confusing, like very early on. And I think the mm-hmm. longer I went through, the more I understood. And then also the less I understood, but I feel like I just was in it for vibes. Like I was like, okay, well, if I don't get this, I'm just going for it. You know, like I'm just reading to read. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So I like the writing style. I like the vibes, but because it reminded me of a lot of other books that I have read, I found it a little bit predictable. Okay. The, I, the ending yeah. didn't surprise me one bit. Okay. I if will you, say- You read from Blood and Ash, right? I did. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. So the part that really, like, this is skipping all the way to the end. The part that really surprised me was like, when he did die- I was like, obviously Mm -hmm. he's going to come back. It's a fantasy book. Like there's no way he could, but like that part in particular, like that scene kind of surprised me, but everything else I was like, well, (laughs) I was like, no, I think I've seen this scene. I think I've seen this film before. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. I I do like, you know, all of the elements that kind of lead up and that we did get a little bit of her backstory. And I really liked, I don't know if you agree, but I really like this the snippets that we got of her being like, you know, this is how you kill a vampire and like look them in the eye when you kill them. And it was just like one line here and there. And that we didn't get that full story until the very end. Because I think as we like got to know her, we obviously knew what the story was. Like that it was her first love and, you know, she had to kill him and all that kind of stuff. But I really liked the pacing of that. And I usually don't. I usually mm-hmm. want the backstory like way sooner. And I liked that we kind of got like, who she was, a little bit of her backstory. Obviously, we go into the trial and then we get these snippets of like her childhood trauma. And I thought that was really well mm-hmm. done. Yeah, I agree with that. I liked the opening section to each new section because it's split into five sections depending on the five trials that she has to go through. And each one has like a two or three page mini chapter, which is a flashback to another part of her life. So yeah, I liked those bits, definitely. 
it was nice to find out more about her. I am confused, though. Again, this is skipping to the very end because we're led to believe that Vincent just randomly found her, you know, in the ruins of a city that he had just sacked. And she was just a random human whom he'd adopted. But at the end, yeah, we find out that she is actually related to him. Yeah. How is yeah. she related to him? I don't I don't get it. Yeah. And I'm also kind of curious, like I am. I wonder if it if it is a person or whatever, but like who's kind of telling the italicized storyline, like the these mini chapters at the beginning and like of each one. It sounds like someone's like telling the story because they're like that mm-hmm. about a young girl. And then, you know, the very beginning, it's like he would this would be like the moment that like turned the kingdom or like, you know, brought a kingdom of ruin, whatever. I don't know what that line is, but it sounds almost like it's a story being told. So I'm like, is that the goddess? Like sort of overarching, mm-hmm. like telling the story or is it just like that's how she wrote that? So I kind of wonder if there's like a third party person that knows mm-hmm. more and this is more like almost like a fourth wing type of thing where you, where it's like a like being told by someone else in real like mm-hmm. not in real time but like being told by someone else and this is their story type mm-hmm. of thing because i have a feeling yeah like is that going to come into play somehow like how did he find her from nowhere and if you read that first chapter it's like th- nobody knew that that was his daughter and he didn't either yeah. you know what i mean like the way that that was set up was like he had no idea who this girl was yeah, I think I'd have to read that again because I don't know. Maybe if you go back and you read it again, maybe she has dropped hints of yeah. recognition that he did actually know who she was all along. So the only explanation that I can kind of come up with is, so her name is Oriah and the other guy is Rain and he's, spoiler alert, <laughs> the heir to the opposite tribe of, of vampires. And he said that his love whose name I've forgotten, Nisanin or something like that. Like another, there's a lot of names with the same letters in this, and that really bothered me. <laughs> yeah. So he claims that she was raped by Vincent mm-hmm. 200 years ago. So I'm wondering if when Vincent raped her, she got pregnant and like Oriah is like the great, 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 great grandfather, granddaughter of Vincent so she's not actually like his daughter daughter yeah but is just you know within the same family line and that's what makes her the heir yeah I'm really curious about that too because it's they were saying she's like half human but I'm like how does that work like did he sleep with her Mm -hmm. mom or like you're saying like is it some like dynasty of vampires or something like that that has like an amount like I don't understand that because I feel like this would be a bigger problem too like I didn't I will say yeah I kind of agree like the very ending part where I was like all of this doesn't really make sense I get we have a second book but like this has never been mentioned before that there were like half humans and Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. no way that that hasn't happened like that that like vampires is this like a this is a Bella and Edward situation like only the women can get pregnant obviously but like I don't know I find it very strange that this has never been mentioned that there was like a half breed option yeah yeah, because the other thing that was interesting is you can become a vampire not just by being turned into a vampire. Yeah. Vampires between themselves can have children. Which makes no and sense. Those children will then be vampires, I think, is is what she says in the book. Yeah. I know we said we liked the world building, but maybe I'm maybe I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually you're that's a good point too, because you know, obviously one of the contestants is I don't know how to say his name, but it starts with an I. 
him. And it's like, I don't understand though, if you guys are like wanting to continue your family line, but then when they're born, you like mangle them so that they can't take yeah. over. I don't really get that. Was this like a mistake type of situation? Did you guys like plan on that? Why is everyone so like against it? But at the same time, like you guys wanted more vampires. Like it, they seem mm -hmm. to be like an unending supply here. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. you're, if you get turned, like you're not guaranteed to make it. Yeah. Which is fair. That's yeah, like, yeah. I think that's a pretty common like vampire lore is like 50 50 type of situation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I found it all very strange. I also didn't like that um, his name was so similar to the clan name. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the very beginning, I was like, Rain what are we talking about here? Is this like, what's his name? Ryan, Reese, Rye, Rain, <laughs> whatever. Rune. Rune. One of them. <laughs> and, they, and then like the clan is like Reesh. And I'm like, there's just an extra S in here. And that's like it. Like, these yeah. are all the exact same letters. Yeah. I was really confused at that part too. Yeah. The world building was strange. You're right. There, There's a lot of logistics here that make no sense. Yes. But yeah, like the fact that your offspring will probably will be the heir and they can kill you, therefore you would rather kill them. So then why did you even have offspring? Yeah. It I kind of felt that way the entire time. Anytime, what's his face with the eye? Yeah, I'm the I don't know how to say his name. Whenever he was like in the picture, I was like, why? What was the point of him though? Because if you guys like mm -hmm. took off his leg and cut his wings and like, like, you know, mangled him up, why would you even have a kid in the first place? Like, why wouldn't you just mm -hmm. murder them? That seems like something a vampire would do. Yeah. Yeah. And also, what was really the point of the trials? Great question. <laughs> I would really like, I'm interested to see if in the Six Scorch Roses, I think that's what it's called, right? The the novella. Mm -hmm. If there's a little bit more background of like how that came about, or like Vincent's reign. Like, I'm curious to know if any of that information is going to be in there. Because I know he asked for power and then killed his whole family, killed everybody else, started this revolution or whatever. But I'm like, what did everyone else do with their gift? Like, what was everyone else's in the last like two millennia or whatever? Like, what did they ask mm -hmm. for? And how was he the first one? Like, she says it's like he's the most powerful one. And I'm like, so what was mm -hmm. everyone else like asking for? I don't know. I guess I'm a little more curious about that and like the structure of that kind of world building. And also yeah. what's been going on in the last like 20 years. I always love these books that like, they're like in the last 20 years, all of this has been happening. But in the last 3000, nothing's been going on. I'm like, of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. you know, <laughs> it's very dramatic. Did you kind of yeah. find um, Vincent like suspect at the very beginning? Were you like, this guy's not it? <laughs> at the very beginning, no. I liked his relationship with Araya. In the middle of the book, when he starts showing some kind of strain and she keeps saying that he keeps switching between Vincent the king and Vincent the father, mm. I started being a little bit suspicious of where is this going. But I'm glad that by the time we got to the end he was still more her father than he was the king. So he yeah. did genuinely love her at the end. I liked that part yeah. of it. I didn't like what he did. The fact that he decimated and killed half a million people. I didn't like that, <laughs> but yeah, I liked his relationship fair. to Araya. What about you? Yeah. I I don't know. I always feel like, like a Scooby-Doo moment. Like the first person we meet, I'm like, that's the bad guy. <laughs> Right, so okay. I, I, I definitely felt like he was a little suspect, but I think it was for me, I had a hard time. Like, I, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm pre-programmed as well to just assume that they're going to be like creepy and that this was going to be a different kind of relationship. But I did really like that. He kept it like a father daughter relationship. And there was no, like, as soon as we become like pairs, now you're my mate because you can live forever type of thing. Because I was, I really had an inkling that that was what his vibe was going for. I was like, you're a little, just a little creepy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. little little creepy so i was glad that they that they kind of stayed in that dynamic um but i definitely thought he was sus 
pretty early on, like I think the second time she went and he didn't meet her, I was like, yeah, something's going on. Like this, there's no way mm-hmm. that he's just like the king and there's no big deal. But I mm-hmm. was really, I mean, I don't know. I guess I wasn't that surprised, but I was a little surprised by what's his name? Ryan? Ray? Ray? Ryan. Ray, whatever. Being like, I don't know. I guess I should have known that he was going to be who he was, but I was a little surprised that he showed up so early and like tried to help her. That was very Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I was I was a little shocked by that. I was like, really, you're going to help her like not get eaten by these vampires like right away when she ends up in the trial. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it really reminded me of Castillo from. Now that you're saying it. I'm like, I should have known. But when I was reading it, I was like, wow, that's so weird of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he is set apart, right? He is a vampire, but for all intents and purposes, he doesn't treat her any different to anybody else. Yeah. He doesn't seem to get caught up in the bloodlust. He definitely wants to help her from the beginning, but he's really powerful because he can unleash the Astera's power and just kill people willy-nilly. But yeah, I mean, I'm questioning all of his... Uh, motivations now mm-hmm. i'm guessing he had this all planned out from the beginning yeah but as soon as he found out that she was going to enter he was going to try and manipulate her to get into her good graces so that he yeah. would get closer to vincent i guess or maybe that's just what i'm suspecting because it's so similar to what castile did so maybe it'll be different maybe his reasoning will be different in the second book i'm not sure yeah because he kind of made a mention that he he was like I knew it was going to be easy to kill you and also I wanted to like learn Vincent's weaknesses but then yeah Mm. he I think I I don't know I kind of like the dynamic of like like enemies to lovers to enemies and then one of them is Mm -hmm. still like pining like I I do like that dynamic obviously they're I have a feeling they're going to end up back together uh but I do kind of like that we got that and I feel like this is always resolved very quickly as well and it always comes together really quickly and I think she did a good job of a very slow burn in this one and I like that, like, enemies to friends to lovers better than just, like, I hate you. Oh, my God, let's make out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think she did a good job of building that relationship. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just wish that we had had more scenes of the two of them interacting. Because I feel like yeah. there was a lot of tell, very little show. Mm-hmm. So she kept saying, and then weeks passed when we trained every day. Okay, but I would have liked to see them actually training every day and getting to know each other. Yeah. Even when they're off killing vampires in the slums. Like, we're just kind of told that, oh, yeah, we've been going out every night and, you know, slowly learning how to fight together. But, you know, show me. I want to see this relationship actually developing. Yeah. Because I think in the beginning, she does the first couple scenes of her out in the slums, and it's very graphic. Like, Really well detailed, tells you every little single thing that's going on as she's like fighting the vampire. And she does it way later on, like when she gets in that fight with Vincent. Again, mm-hmm. very detailed, very graphic. But yeah, we never get a scene of the two of them sort of like fighting of like, or we only get one or two scenes, I think, like that. But it's nothing, like you said, yeah, it's nothing like intense. They're like, oh, they fought one vampire and I turned left, he turned right, let's go to the bar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Like we didn't get, she did a really good job of putting together these very graphic scenes with just her, but the two mm-hmm. of them together was never like, and even in some of the trials, too, it was very, like, short-lived of their yeah. dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked to see maybe a little bit more banter between them. Yeah. Or just, like, some kind of flirtation. Because, obviously, I saw it coming that they would get together. And I wanted them to, because why not? Yeah. But I didn't feel like we actually got flirtation and, like, the realization that they're attracted to each other. I don't know. I felt like that was done better in Akatar or in From Blood and Ash. Yeah. 
Whereas in this one, I didn't really feel the tension between them. It just felt like, oh, it's inevitable that we'll get together because they're the two main yeah. characters. I definitely think the banter got better feel? towards the end when mm -hmm. they were already together. That there was a lot. Mm -hmm. It was a lot better. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would agree there. And they don't have a lot of like just them scenes. Yeah, there is a lot of like tell and not show, and it's just this sort of like very obvious dynamic. I think you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the banter towards the end, like, you know, he kind of says a lot of lines of like, oh, there she is, there she is. He says that a lot. I think that kind of banter towards the end got a lot better. And then at the very beginning when she's still really snarky, but yeah, I agree. In between is like, it just felt really predictable. And like, I was a little bit shocked by the way that, um, I don't know how to say her name, but it starts with an M, the friend, like his friend, how she mm -hmm. kind of got kicked out of the trial. Like that to me was surprising because I thought she was going to have to die. Like I was like, well, she's going to, she's going to die in a trial. That's how this is going to work. What have you. So I was a little surprised by that element. And I think it was a very easy way to kind of get rid of her, but at the same time, not kill her off and then have mm -hmm. like, now they get to live together in an apartment alone moment. So, yeah. 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 It felt very convenient yeah. to get the two of them by themselves. I did like that Oriah was the one who managed to convince the minister or however you pronounce his name to grant her the wish that she wouldn't have to continue in the trials but then it again like if you can actually request to no longer take part in the trial then what is the whole point of the trials right like what are what are all the other contestants there for what did they want to achieve i think you made this point before you know what does everybody else wish for more power or what is it for yeah, and that's, I mean, other than the guy with the I name who I don't know how to pronounce, I don't know how to pronounce any of these names, but other than him, what is everyone else's, like, motivation for being in the trial? Like, what were the blood, you know, the House of Blood or the Blood Marked or whatever they were called, mm -hmm. Angelica and, and Ivan, right? Those were their names. Mm -hmm. What were yeah. their, like, goals? What were they trying to do? Because obviously they were working with that weird, creepy guy, Selenius, or I don't know how to say his name. I don't know how to say any of these names. I was like, mm, that'll just do. So, you know, I, I was like really curious too. And I wish that we had gotten that almost, or like at least an idea of what people were in it for, because obviously it's unending power. You can ask for anything, but like, what are you going to ask for? Because if I was a vampire, I would think the, my only motivation would be like take over, you know, to be like the head mm -hmm. of the household or the head of the kingdom or whatever. Like, what would you want that you don't already have that yeah, the goddess can exactly. like grant you? Yeah. Like if, if their friend Misha had won, what would she have asked for? Would she have asked for Rain to come into his power as the heir? Right. Or would she have asked for something for herself? And what did they actually, what did her and Rain actually think was going to happen? That they entered together and say Oriah was killed. And it's just yeah. the two of them at the end. Were they going to fight each other the way that they fought with Oriah? Yeah, that that's what why was I was saying I, it was really surprising the way that she did it, because I thought she was just going to die in a trial. I was like, well, this is how that's going to go. It's going to be really sad. We're going to have a very similar to the beginning of the moment, like the beginning of the book moment with her human friend, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I did like that. She's not in there because I think she is going to be a little bit of like a morality factor as we continue on for mm -hmm. the two of them together. Like, I think she is going to be like, well, do you remember in the trial when you loved him? And I think she's going to be that kind of element for the two of them at some point, but yeah, it was all very sus as well. Like, I, I almost wish that we got a more of a background of who the his like colleagues were. I was like, yeah. are these part of those people? Because you made it sound like everybody died. Like at the very end, he was like, I went back and after, you know, I escaped the king and everyone was gone. And I was like, but then who are these guys? 
So yeah, mm-hmm. there was not a lot of world, like there was not a lot of background building in this one and a lot of the trial, which I do love a good trial. So I was very, I was into it, but the very ending, I think made everything else feel very scattered. Like what was the motivation yeah. and the point of the whole thing then? Yeah. And what did you think of the trials? Because I found them to be a little bit repetitive as in I would have wished that each trial was genuinely different. Like we're actually testing your, I don't know, puzzle solving skills or your fighting skills or your, I don't know, potion making skills or whatever. But it was all just fighting. Like they were always just fighting demons. They were sometimes in the arena, sometimes outside of the arena, but it didn't feel like there was really much variety. So it really felt like, okay, whoever is the strongest fighter will survive and Mm -hmm. will win in the end. So is that really the only thing that sets them apart from all the other contestants? Yeah, I was really surprised by the trials as well. Like, I think the first one was interesting because it was the first one. And she's talking about how, like, if you killed one, you killed them all. And I think we were like, I was thinking like, oh, she's really smart. So, you know, she figured this whole thing out and that'll help her as we go on. Because obviously she's human. So she's slower than everyone else. Like, I also felt like it was really unrealistic that she survived every trial when everything was just fighting. I was like... Are you are you really that good when like these people can fly and they're faster than you? I think the one trial that I did really like I or that I thought was really unique compared to the other ones was when they locked them in the tower and then they ended up in that town and all the animals were like poisoned. I thought that mm-hmm. was kind of like an interesting dynamic. But again, it was very odd. Like, what were you doing? Just like flying over some mist and like trying to figure out how to get to this door. And I think mm-hmm. that one was really like. I had a hard time grasping the concept of like the scenery in that. And I didn't yeah, like yeah. that idea of like, you know, they've have all this like bloodlust and then most of them are going to die out. But again, how did Angelica survive? How did Ivan survive? Like they didn't, mm. how do did they, and the other guy, how do they know not to eat the poisoned deer? Like yeah. there was a lot of oh, elements yeah. where I was like, these guys are really struggling and everyone else just seems to also be making it somehow, some way, you know? Mm-hmm. and he only survived mm-hmm. because he he like drank her blood so mm-hmm. i was like how did these other guys like make it through one doesn't yeah. have a leg and the other two are like yeah, yeah. you know so i thought that was a little bit weird but i agree i thought the fighting was kind of strange i was thinking it was gonna be like i don't know if you've read the trial of the sun queen have you read that no. one there's no, like no. well there's like a trial in there that they do where they're like oh it's gonna be a history lesson and then it ends mm-hmm. up being his- a history lesson, but there's also like an element of danger involved in it. And it's like, I thought it was going to be something kind of like that, where it was like, you know, we want you to know the history of like the goddess. Obviously, you know, we're following like her trials and the things that she went through, but it's like, we want you to know that history. And then at the same time, you're like over a pit of demons or you have to like run across this thing and we're testing your balance or something like that. That was going to be a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. than just literally like the hunger games where it's like the last person alive wins. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because the first one was they get dumped in the arena and it's all these demons mm-hmm. who we find out is actually vampires who have who had some kind of curse on them. Is that what happens to the Bloodborne? Oh, you know what? Now that I'm saying that, I do know what Angelica was going to ask for it because she was really far into her curse and she had said right. that at the very beginning that she was going to ask to get that like, or she had assumed that that was what she was here for was to get rid yeah. of that curse. Yeah, yeah. So the first one was the demons and they needed to kill the main one because it was kind of like a hive mind or something. Yeah. And so Araya figured that out. The second one was the maze. Yes. That they had to get through. Oh, yeah. Goblet of fire. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Goblet of fire. 
Feyre's trial with yeah. the worm. That was also a maze. This is the part where she finds the little girl. That's There's right. humans everywhere. And she finds this little girl and she wants to save her. And this is also where I got confused because she kept saying, where did this child come from? There are no children in the city. And then we find out that there's kids everywhere. So surely it wasn't that hard to just find a child. Yeah, I was confused by that too. And then she was like, how did these people get here? And it's like, well, obviously they just came from the city. Like, I don't know. I think her ignorance in that part was a little weird to me because it definitely felt like, I, I agree with the child thing. I was so confused by that. I was like, how are there not kids? Because you literally talked about in the very beginning that that vampire that she killed was stalking a kid that was playing outside yeah. or she was talking yeah, a girl that was exactly. putting up laundry and she was like it only takes like one kid not wanting to come inside blah 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 but i don't i was yeah. like are the kids normally older because you said you didn't know if this kid was four or eight so are there not like toddlers in the city and then you mm -hmm. go and there's like an orphanage full of children like yeah, yeah that's very that's so true i for, i actually forgot about that entire trial <laughs> and i i did um, like it but again, she's only human and she's like protecting this kid and somehow still managing to get out of here alive. Yeah. And there's yeah. all these other vampires who are just like, not? Question mark? I don't know. I was giving the maze runner. Yeah. I was like, are you guys okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then the third one was... Oh, when they... When the they linked. Line. Yeah, where they like had to be linked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so half the contestants die and there's mm -hmm. going to be only 50% left. That was, I mean, that was fine because they were fighting on, what is it? There's a wall between them mm -hmm. and half of them are in one half and the other half that they're linked to are in the other and they have to find a way to each other. And then there was like and doors in the happened, middle or something? Yeah, there's two doors, but one of them is the real door and the other one leads somewhere bad. Terrible. Yeah. And whatever happens to your partner you feel it. So I thought right. that was pretty cool because you can't really control what the other person's going to do. Well, I suppose they do. I suppose this is where the fact that they fought together all this mm -hmm. time in the slums, they can kind of tell each other what to do. Yeah. I, I think she wrote that really well. Like I was definitely, I definitely had a concept of like what was going on and how they were fighting. And I think that part was interesting. I was just very confused at the very end when they all get mm -hmm. through and it's her and Ivan, Angelica, uh, you know, Orion, Reese, whatever his name is. And mm -hmm. that one guy kills off his partner to get through the door. And I'm like, so does it end like the second you're the last one? Because if you killed him, then you should have died. If you guys were connected and it was doing that thing, that part really threw me off. I was like, mm -hmm. how does that work? Like, did the mm -hmm. trial end as soon as there was, you know, whatever, how many, many contestants, everybody's like on the threshold. Do, does that mm -hmm. stop? Because that didn't make any sense to me. I was like, if you killed him, then you should have died. You are not wrong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I looked at that on that for a while. I was like, this makes no sense. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, logically, you're right. I think I think maybe the way that I explained it to myself is that the the trial, the whatever entity is controlling what's happening mm -hmm. knows how many people went in. Yeah. So if there were, what, 22 people went in, that means 11 people can come out. Right. So once 10 people have come out and they're all partnered together, that means that there's one duo left, which is yeah. what happened in this case, Ibrahim and his partner. But only one of them can get through. So maybe that link severed them. Yeah. So that they could actually, one of them kill the other. 
Yeah, that's that's what I was assuming. But it just felt weird to me because like five seconds earlier, she was like, I cut my arm and then he got cut. And then he was like, yeah, he killed his partner and now he's here. And I'm like, that's not. Yeah, that's not how that works. So, yeah, that (laughs) part was a little weird. And also, I think for me, I liked the idea of her having magic, but it was really confusing because I was like, Mm -hmm. do people like can regular humans have magic? Do the vampires have it? Who has this night fire? Like, are you specifically from that house? Because obviously we find out that the friend had fire before because she was a priestess of that god. But I was I was very confused on the magical element part of this and how, you know, like the connection worked there and like who was allowed to have that. And if that like her having magic she had said at the very beginning, but it's like, is her having magic sus? Like, does that give anyone any indication that she is part vampire? Like how powerful Mm -hmm. are the regular human wielders? Like what are, what's the dynamic there? You know what I mean? Do you kind of feel that way? Yeah, I I completely agree. The magic was confusing because if it is the case that humans don't have magic, it's just the vampires, then that should have been a clear indication to everyone that she is different. If she's not full vampire and half vampires exist, then that's definitely what she is. It shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone by the end. So since nobody is really that surprised that she has magic, that would lead me to believe that even humans can have magic. So maybe what makes her special is just the amount of magic that she can do. Yeah. Because she manages to kill loads of demons in the arena when she explodes. Right. So I guess that's what makes her special. But again, where did she get that power from? Right. It's not really explained, I don't think. And even Vincent, like if he's her dad, even his power isn't Nightfire. It's the star the star power Asteri thing or whatever it's called. Like Yeah. So yeah, because she mentions at the very beginning that she has like she's only been able to make sparks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was very confused by that. I'm like, so are there humans like in the human realm? Because there's also like that human continent. Are they Mm -hmm. like magic builders just hanging out over here? These people don't want to ever get there. Like, I don't know. I think for you and I too, like we're definitely more into world building than we are like character development. So I just feel like the plot is fine. It went well. I like the trials. I'm here for vibes, but I definitely feel like as we go on, I like, I hope for more background information, like world building and just like info on other people in the world. Now that we're not just dealing with these two, especially being a five book series. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that was the third one. The fourth one was when they were in the desert and they were the poisoned animals. And then the fifth one was when it was just literally a fight to the death and whoever wins, wins. Yeah. So that's when also the pacing for me felt a little bit off because we've spent 300 pages to get through three trials. We get to the fourth trial and there's supposed to be like three week gaps between each trial. And they managed to make it through the fourth one. And they're like, oh, by the way, the next one is tomorrow. Yeah. Because we only have 100 pages left. And so we need to get all this stuff done. Why? <laughs> we could have just shortened the first part. And then maybe it would have made a bit more sense. I don't know. Yeah. The end felt a bit rushed. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those books where I think her intention was once you get past like 70%, you don't want to put it down. Like you're just going to binge the whole thing and be done. And it was that like, there was a lot going on, right. but I agree. Like, and it was just sort of strange to me. Like they get done with the trial. She's like, I'm so exhausted. You know, we were in the desert. I'm pissed. Let me go to my dad's house really quick. Scream at him, come back, sleep, sleep with this guy. Actually, I didn't sleep, just sleep with this guy. And then like go into this next trial. And I was like, that feels very weird to me because you guys were like dying in the village like 20 minutes ago 
covered in like mm-hmm. poisonous gas. And now you're like, let me go mm-hmm. yell at my dad. And then I don't know. It just felt weird too that like they were allowed to leave the moon palace. And then it was like, yeah. as long as you were back by sunset, but she never like went home to her house. Like she never went back to the palace. She only met mm-hmm. Vincent in that like little outcropping and then went to the slums. And I was like, why? I don't know that that dynamic kind of like fell apart for me towards the end. I was like, where is Vincent and all of this? And like, why didn't you just go home for like an afternoon and like hang out and like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have some sense of normalcy? I don't know. It felt very strange to me. Yeah, that's a good point. Because she I was always like, just in the greenhouse it. too. And she was like, I can't survive here. Like I will die if I stay in here. And it's like, well, you could just leave every day. Like also you're human. So you could go any time of day. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I guess she's only really in danger at nighttime, which right. is when all the vampires are awake. Yeah, that's a good point. But that is when she, isn't that when she leaves the Moon Palace? Because she's out hunting at night. Yeah. So but she like never, I just, I don't know, I kind of night. found it weird that she never went back to like the palace and hung out with Vincent, like never saw him there. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I never, I, I don't know what you said. Why didn't she just go home? That's a good point. I hadn't yeah. thought of that. Because when she first started it, she was like, oh, I'm going to meet him in this little outcropping. Do you think that he ever like met someone here during his trials? And I was like, oh, they're not allowed to leave the palace. That's why she's doing this. Right. Like that mm-hmm. was my thought initially, because the way she made it sound was like, it's just in the outside gate. And like, I'm not leaving. And then they were like, you can leave whenever you want, as long as it's dark. And I was like, that's so weird. Then why are you meeting here? Everyone knows mm-hmm. you're his daughter, his daughter. Right. Everyone knows you're yeah. in a trial for him or whatever, like under his name. Why, why would you mm-hmm. not just wander back to your house and like have a chat it felt very strange to me that part was weird yeah agreed yeah what are all the other vampires doing at night yeah great question they all just stay in the palace the whole time and it was just her and rain going out or right are they the ones in the slums they're killing i don't know (laughs) that's like my question like what are you guys up to there's so many of you and when they start with 50 i think i did like the pacing of like killing off a lot of people at once not killing that many you know, the feasts and like, we get that kind of description, but I was like, yeah, exactly. What are you guys like up to at night? Everyone hanging out. And then they were like, well, we're not allowed to kill each other, but we, we can, if we want to. And I was like, I would be just out like killing all my, like the other contestants then like, that would be me. I would just be like a little assassin. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Why did they not do that? Like, yeah. Why it was... was she actually not in danger anymore? Yeah. If I were her, I'd be night. like, well, I know how to kill all of you. So I'm just going to do that in the night then. Yeah. That would be my idea. I don't know. But yeah. I think she wanted to give it like, you know, dynamic and morality. And obviously we have to have people off in the distance doing God knows what. But yeah, that part was really silly to me. I was like, I just, I don't, I don't always love when you have a book like that, where it's like a trial or there's something big going on with just the two main characters. But like, at the same time, there's 17 supporting characters that like you see only when convenient. And it's like, yeah, what, mm-hmm. what was everyone else up to? I'd love to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. What was Misha doing? While they yeah. were out hunting vampires. But yeah, because she was, she was never there. training with you guys. Like, what was she? She doesn't yeah. train to fight. She just, like, sits on the bed and, like, makes potions. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She was a very interesting element. So, like, you know, she gets kicked out. They go to visit that person. That was the other thing, too. Is like, you guys flew for literally hours. And they're like, it's getting dusk. I guess we should head back down. I'm like, do you have enough time? Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I did like her character. I think she was really fun. And, and I wasn't that surprised that when he said that she was human beforehand, but the fire thing was wild to me because I thought it was going to be something much bigger because he was like, oh, you know, vampires can't summon regular fire. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, is she like special? And it was like, no, she was just a priestess and like, she's just doing it. And like, it, it's hurt. It hurts her. And that was like really mm-hmm. sad. I was like, wow, that was, that was rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was really sad. Um, I really liked her. I thought she was 
interesting. I would have liked to have more of her in the story. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see more of her friendship with Oriya as well. Yeah. And to kind of get an understanding of... Because Oriya's grown up with vampires her whole life. Fine. But you get the feeling that she doesn't really like them. And especially yeah. after what happened to her with her first love, she doesn't want to have anything to do with them. But she becomes friends with Misha. And she becomes friends with Rain. So how does she now see all the other vampires? Does she just consider these two to be unique? Yeah. Or, you know, are the are the lines blurring for her? Mm-hmm. Is the world becoming a little bit more gray? Or does she still hate all vampires minus Vincent and Misha and Rain? Yeah. I would have liked to see a bit more of that being explored. Yeah. I did really like that they were, I think, I don't know if it's the right word, but like, quote unquote, smarter than some of the other ones where they were like hoarding blood early on and all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. And I think it was wild that Vincent was like, I taught you, you know, how to wield your teeth and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like, it seems very much like his island of vampires is very like full of debauchery and chaos. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Rain and Misha and the life that they grew up in is very much like prim and polished and like self-control and all that kind of stuff and i did like that big shift in that big dynamic but yeah i kind of wonder if she feels like they're unique in the way that they don't act like vampires all the time or if she's like willing to look into it more because she says at the very end jessime i think that's how you say her name shows up Mm -hmm. in her room and is like we're here for you and then she's like i don't know anything about this girl so it's like yeah do you have a different opinion of them now that you've met like other vampires and you've seen that like they they aren't controlled by bloodlust it's just that the, like this was a life that vincent like exposed you to so that you were mm-hmm. always prepared but yeah i'm curious if like her opinion has changed about any of them because yeah this it, it was such a different dynamic like you grew up in i don't know like orgies and like all these crazy feasts and that was all you saw so yeah mm-hmm. i would have a jaded view as well but did you seeing them like living their everyday life maybe have like different thoughts yeah and um, what I did like is that she definitely starts questioning Vincent. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, she's very much no Vin. Yes, Vincent is a vampire, but you know he's still my father above all else. So whatever he does, he- it must be justified. Yeah. And this starts to kind of fall apart when he tortures Rain. Right. Because what happens is there's so Vincent is the head of the Kiach, whatever faction of vampires mm-hmm. and the opposing ones are the Rishan and now the Rishan are tr- are leading a rebellion because they want to take over the throne and obviously we find out that Rain is the heir to the Rishan tribe and so there is an attack on the moon palace in the middle of the book Misha is wounded and because Vincent suspects that whoever the Rishan vampires are in the city are behind the attack he takes all the contestants, including Rain, to his palace for questioning, and he tortures Rain horrifically. And this is like two or three days before the next trial. So when Rain comes back and Oroya is treating his wounds, okay, first of all, side note, were you suspicious of the mark on his back when she was sewing him up that it might be an air mark? Yeah. I definitely had yeah. a feeling because I was like, oh, this is the moment. And then she was like, these are so old. I wonder what happened to him. And I was like, yeah, whatever happened to him is whatever the the big bad is going to be at the end. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But he told her that he wouldn't break him. 
Mm-hmm. You would question him, but he wouldn't break him. But he is obviously in no fit state to be fighting in any trials. Yeah. So she starts to question, okay, is Vincent really that good or that different to the other vampires? Or, you know, he's obviously there's other things going on that he's not telling me about. Um, so I like that, that she yeah. starts questioning him and his motives. Well, and I like that his defense is like, I am the king and I am not the war general. Like, this was Jessime. I don't know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She's doing what she thinks is right for, like, our tribe. And I love that that was kind of his excuse because you're like, yeah, maybe he doesn't know. You know what I mean? Maybe he's not mm-hmm. involved in this. And he was just like, do what you need to do. And he is, you know, really stubborn and hard-headed and stuff. But I I like that there was always that. Because I kind of questioned it, too. I was like, well, maybe he didn't know. You know what I mean? Maybe he has no idea. And it's just his war general, like, taking on her anger on the fact that, like, her and Rain are like allied and Jessamay's jealous of her, right? So I definitely, mm-hmm. I kind of liked that element too where he was like plausible deniability. He could be like, well, I don't know because I can't be in yeah. charge of everything all at the same time. But the attack on the Moon Palace question, do you think that was the rebels or do you think that that was like staged? Because all of that seemed very suspect to me. Don't we find out that it's the Bloodborne? Isn't it Septimus who did that? Is it? Okay. I think that's what I remember that... Because Rain is adamant that it wasn't the Rishan. Yeah. And like, I I don't know. To me, it felt like before we found it was Bloodborne. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he did admit it. But to me, it felt like this was like a a, a real, like Vincent's people, someone further down the line, perhaps that Mm -hmm. was like, I'm tired of this rebellion. You know, the people that are in this trial are mostly the Rishan. Like they need to understand that to me felt like someone you know, who has like discourse with them and is like things that Vincent's not doing enough was starting that rebellion. Yeah. Cause I was like, this doesn't make any sense. We haven't seen any rebels in a long time. We haven't yeah. heard any inklings from them anywhere nearby. And then all of a sudden there's this thing. But at the same time, I also feel like their, their rebellion, him being the heir, whatever, but them, him being like, we've been gathering forces. I'm like, have you <laughs> like, were you guys ready for this? And then he was mm-hmm. like, well, I guess I had to choose to ally with whatever his name is the blood marked because what was I going to do? And I was like, yeah, you guys literally have no people. So I don't know why you thought mm-hmm. like now would be the time to start a rebellion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I did. I was suspicious of the attack on the moon palace. I did think that it wasn't the rebels, mm-hmm. that it might be like an inside job trying to get Vincent to be more aggressive yeah. towards the mission. Yeah. Yeah. I was suspicious of that. Yeah. But I think we get, I think we get the revelation at the end that it was Septimus and his people. Yeah. Although, again, what was he trying to achieve? Like, what if they had been at the Moon Palace and had died? Yeah. Like, his, what, then what would he have done? I don't really get his character. I I, th- I was thinking about mm-hmm. him, like, as we were getting towards the end. I was like, we haven't heard from this guy in a while. When are we he's going to show back up? And when he did, I was like, well, okay, well, that was it. So, yeah, I don't know. His character was really strange to me. And I hope we get more of him in the next one, which I'm sure we will. But there was a lot mm-hmm. of, like, very ominous, like, you know, Jessamay comes and she's like, well, he has enemies everywhere. And I'm like, what enemies? Like I, other than the blood, other than the blood marked, which clearly I think are enemy number one for like everybody. What enemies does he have like lurking around? Because I thought they were very excited for him to be the heir. That's why he did all of this. But then come to find out like nobody's happy as the heir. Cause he was like a slave. I'm like, I'm so confused by that dynamic. Like, why was this the moment you decided to have a rebellion? Because I think if you guys have a really good relationship, Granted, this is just pulling this entire book apart. You guys have a great relationship. You can explain to her your background, which she does, and just talk about like more, more about like what you guys hope for the future. And then she says that like, I'm going to link to Vincent. And he's like, what's that going to do for anything? And it's like, I think if you would have told her earlier on about your story, 
told her more about what was going on in the world. Cause obviously she is, you know, kind of held in a glass castle and doesn't know mm-hmm. what's going on in the world. Then maybe you guys could have talked through like, what would we do if we did something different? Like maybe I, I would wish for this instead or whatever it was. Maybe you didn't have to die and then kill her father. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there could have been other, th- I don't know. It is a very Castile moment. Like you reveal it. Obviously she's going to be betrayed, but like you definitely could have like talked this through when you guys were like, training in the slums when you like in the the months that you guys have been together there could have been more and I also think this would have been a good opportunity for Misha the friend to have that conversation with her too like what do you hope Mm -hmm. for the future like what are you trying to get out of this what's your goal you know what I mean yeah those those are like very opportune moments for you to kind of talk about like what you hope and he's like well I just thought when I died you were gonna be better than him he's like in what way though because she has no guidance outside of Vincent and you and now you're dead yeah you know yeah 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 his reasoning kind of falls apart if you look at it too closely like he really was counting on okay so he made a deal with septimus but he feels like if he dies then that deal no longer has to be held up but wouldn't he think that septimus would just go after his allies like wouldn't he target misha right and and like there has to be an error they've already just they've already decided that like they already said that the goddess will not let the line die so then someone else would become the heir just like orion became the heir so they Mm. would just go find that person i don't know like it was very it it did it really fell apart to me and then is this like a buffy moment where like because he died he's gonna try and get out of like holding up the deal he's like i died so our deal is null but like even though i came back doesn't matter you know what i mean Oh, which Buffy moment? This, this is a spoiler, but Buffy dies oh, yeah. for like a minute, and then the the other like oh, another yeah. Slayer is like born, and then they're like, "You guys yeah, can't yeah, both yeah, be the Slayer," yeah. but they are. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he's gonna try and get out of it. Like, oh well, I died, so technically our deal is like null and void. And mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, but you're still alive." You know what I mean? Like, I'm very curious. Yeah, no, I don't happens. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think Septimus is definitely gonna come to life. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going to be able to use that as an excuse. Well, technically, I was dead for five minutes. So yeah, so (laughs) that would be a good one. Um, I would use that. (laughs) Did you see Jessamay coming back? For me, that was the only real surprise. Like I did not expect to see her again and to be on Oriah's side. Yeah, Um, I think when it happened, I wasn't that surprised. But I was, I was really shocked at the way that she handled that, that she was like, I like cared about Vincent, but I'm here for the air and you're my queen. And I was like, that's really cool. Because I think we Mm -hmm. kind of had this moment where we were like, you know, Orion feels like she's on her own and, you know, she's being forced into this marriage or whatever. But like for her to say that, like you're the queen, it was like, oof, that's, that was way better than when, you know, Mm -hmm. Rain said it at the very end and was like, you're not my prisoner, you're my queen. It was like with Jessamay, I think that was so much better. And it, it does prelude like, you know, this is really good foreshadowing for what's to come. But I, I thought that was, mm-hmm. a, that was really cool. And that she kind of has that conversation. She's like, let me know what you need because I've done it before where I've gotten myself out of these shady situations. And she's like, I know nothing about this woman. Yeah. I hope yeah, she's yeah, a bigger I really like the next one. Yeah, me too. Me too. I totally wrote her off as just being like the lover of Vincent who mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, like the evil stepmother kind of character yep. who doesn't really want to have anything to do with the kids. So I did not think that she would align herself with Oriah at the end. So that was cool. I yeah. genuinely, I thought that everybody was just killed off by the end. So mm-hmm. to, to know that there are people who survived and are waiting for Oriah to lead them and tell them how to fight back is a cool premise for the next book. 
Yeah. And I like that she was like, I'm not ready to give orders. And then immediately is like, okay, you have to go. We have to survive. And I think that's a really good, and it does really show a lot of like her, I think hum- like, I almost said humility, but that's not the right word. Humanity. <laughs> mm-hmm. That she yeah. is aware that like there is preservation in their tribe. And like, you know, she needs to go and do those things because I feel like vampires don't value their own lives and or human life. And they don't realize like they're willing, like she said, she was like, I'll do whatever I can to get you out of here. And it's like, no, go regroup, decide. And I think like not to predict what's going to happen next, but I think it'd be really cool. Obviously, I think they're going to end up back like, you know, enemies to lovers. But I think it would be really cool if if we were able to bring both of these tribes together and then they sort of fought the blood marked and that was like the next thing that happened or I don't know I mean there's no such thing as like happily ever after I feel like in fantasy like there's always going to be a bad guy Mm -hmm. but I almost want that dynamic to come back together because I feel like Jessime and Ryan in the same room would be like a really good dynamic rain is that his name (laughs) whatever I feel Mm -hmm. like they would be a really fun dynamic to like kind of have together and you know for her to fight with these other guys that were taking that like showed up where he was like oh I'm Mm -hmm. gonna I don't know that he tried to convince them that he was going to like, you know, take um, Orion prisoner. I don't know who who they were. Are those the people that were watching Misha? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that like those two and Jessime would all be like a really fun dynamic to kind of see together and figuring out how they can work together. I just want happiness for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to get any for at least three more books though. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's going to be really rough. Yeah. I, I did yeah. like that ending though. And I think it was cool. And like, I, I really like that he is so like puppy dog still in love with her is really trying to convince her, but not in a way that like she is going to forgive him anytime soon. I think sometimes we get in these books where like they do something bad, they make a mistake and it's like three pages later, they're back together. And I mm-hmm. like that he was like, I really cared about you, but I had to do this. And he still like went through and did that thing. And it feels mm-hmm. a less like in From Blood and Ash. She, I think she forgives him really quickly, in my opinion, because she's like, oh, well, it turns out you were right. And everything that was going on in my life was wrong, which is true. But like mm-hmm. in Orion's, it's like it might not necessarily be that like everything he's doing is right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel. I don't know how it's going to turn out because I felt like it took Poppy at least 500 pages to forgive Castillo. Totally <laughs> fair. But what he did. She was so. like in the cause. You know what I mean? Like she was willing to go with him on this trip and like yeah. figure out what was going on. I don't feel like Orion's going to do that. Like I don't think she's going to mm-hmm. be behind rebelling, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I think she's going to fight tooth and nail for them to stop like destroying the city and like working with the blood marked and all those things. Like I think she's going to be a lot stronger about that. And it's okay. going to take him a really long time to win her back. Okay. Yeah, maybe. So maybe she'll be, you think she's kind of, she's going to be kind of like the mole on the inside and just feed information back to her group of people. Yeah. Or you think she's going to try and bring them. Because why would they want to fight against the blood mark? Because now the blood mark are allied, allied with the Risham. Right. I'm saying, I think she's going to try to fight them. But why does it, why is everyone so against the blood marked in the first place? Did you get that? No, they're crazy. I don't know. No. Mm. Just that they're cursed. In the very, like so in the back fault. of the book, it said that they were considered um, the goddess's favorite and she was taking her time deciding what gift to give them. And then because they took so long, they got mad at her. And then she decided mm-hmm. to like curse them with this blood disease or like whatever, like curse them. And mm-hmm. they were just hated by everyone because of that. Okay. Because they were cursed by the... By Neaxia. Yeah. Okay. It says, 
House of Blood, one of the three vampire kingdoms. 2,000 years ago, when Naxia created vampires, the House of Blood was her favorite house. She thought long and mm-hmm. hard about which gift to give them, while the Bloodborne watched their brothers in the West and North flaunt their powers. Eventually, the Bloodborne turned on her, certain that she had abandoned them. In punishment, she cursed them. The House of Blood is now looked down upon by all the other two houses. Right. Okay. So I don't know like what they're... I mean, they obviously have blood magic, which I thought they didn't have any magic. So I'm very confused about that as well. But that's like a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, because aren't they the ones who can basically take control of their of her body? If she has a wound, they control the blood. Isn't that their power? Yeah, if they inflict the wound is what I was assuming. If they like inflict the wound upon you. Um, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would I, I only yeah. got that at the very end when Angelica cut her shoulder and then was mm-hmm. able to because she was like bleeding beforehand. So I think the rule was like if they inflict a wound upon you, then they have like the power to control your blood within your body, which I also found very strange. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would love a an explanation of like how far that magic goes. I thought it was cool though. Yeah. I, I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what the Bloodborne can do. The House of Night, they have the night fire. Mm-hmm. And then the House of Shadows, what yes. do they do? also similar powers wielders of mind magic shadow magic and necromancy i don't think did we even meet anyone who's shadowborn i think there was three in the trials initially and they were very relevant okay okay so i am interested i think that's one of the the second trial i think she fights a shadowborn with like inside Mm -hmm. the coliseum but he doesn't really do anything. To no, no, no. Me. I think she kills him pretty quickly. Okay. So yeah, I'm actually curious. I think with five books, we will get, obviously, we'll get more characters. But I'm hoping that we get a little bit more of, like, everyone and all the different powers mm-hmm. that they have and things like that. I don't know. I just, I feel like she's going to probably, I I hope it takes longer for her to forgive him than mm-hmm. a book. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be we'll a lot see. of, like, sex in the next one. Like, <laughs> that's my <laughs> prediction. <laughs> maybe yeah um so at the end she's fighting angelica but then angelica stops yes that is a great question i'm trying to remember why does that happen is she now being controlled by septimus or yeah so i how i understood it was that she looked at him and he like gave her a look that was like let yourself die because he's like what rain is going to kill her and then rain will win like that was the the goal mm-hmm. because okay. yeah that's how i understood it was like that she kind of made eye contact with him and he was like let it go this is going to play out the way we want it to play out and so she was that's why she said like best of luck or whatever okay so she sacrificed herself basically. yes mm-hmm. okay that's kind of i initially I thought it. that she that she made eye contact with vincent and she understood that if she kills Araya and somehow manages to win the whole tournament, there's no way she's going to live much longer because Vincent's definitely going to kill her. Yeah, that would have made sense so too. I, yeah, so I thought that she hesitated for that split second of like, oh shit, what does it actually mean to win this thing? Yeah. But at the same time, like she could ask for anything. So she could just ask for the power to kill Vincent. And, and yeah. Well, and, and like that part too, because Araya says it, that both of them are looking at something. And I thought mm. it was like something that was coming in the arena, but I think it was Septimus that they were both like making eye contact with and him saying like, this is the plan essentially in like mm-hmm. a two second look. I don't know. That's kind of how I felt. So it was very strange. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought that they were both looking at Vincent. Like, oops. And that Rain was kind of communicating to Vincent, like, you know, kill Angelica so that she doesn't kill your daughter kind of thing. Yeah. And that they had kind of made some kind of agreement. But obviously that was not the case because then he splatters Vincent all over the place. Just a bag of um, <laughs> Yeah. Did not see that coming. I did not think that Vincent was going to die. I didn't either. I literally was like, he kills his her dad question mark and then like he died and so i mean i get it because vampires are you know just like little people with the ability to drink blood in this universe at least but i thought that would be a little harder to kill because like lore says most of the time it's like decapitation i guess mm -hmm. it's like a, but like just stabbing them in the heart with a regular blade to me feels very easy as like the means of killing them. You know what I mean? Cause like, I don't know if anybody's mm -hmm. ever watched Buffy, but it's gotta be a stake to the heart, you know? Like, I don't know. It's like a wooden stake to the heart. <laughs> yeah. A wooden stake. And like the same thing with, you know, supernatural. I think it's beheading vampire diaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a stake to the heart or beheading fire, I guess. Yeah. Fire. Right. Like, so I don't know. I just thought like a regular blade, I guess it's convenient, but it felt very weird to me. Like that was it because humans can die the same way. And then they talked about like they heal faster, but like they still have injuries. And I'm like, is, do, do they though? Like, are you sure? <laughs> I don't know. They just didn't feel very like that powerful to me to be for being like a vampire. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. But then in general, you know, even Araya was stabbed multiple times Absolutely. during all the trials, bitten, and she managed to heal just fine because magic. So. It's true. Who am I to who am I to judge? Yeah, I was really surprised that they killed Vincent because I was like, he's got to be like impossible to kill, and then he wasn't. So that was very shocking. Yeah, I thought he would be like the villain of the next book that they would Ooh. somehow have to fight together against him. That he, I don't know, had gone crazy with the power, and he would just be willing to do anything to mm -hmm. still be the king. So that's what I thought was that's why that's where I thought we were heading, but evidently not. Yeah, I kind of felt like he was maybe going to just be prisoner and then we were going to have to go through this, like, her deciding him or this guy that she loves. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I almost feel like that would have been, I mean, depends on where the next book goes, but I almost feel like that would have been better because it was like, she still would have loved Rayan. I think mm -hmm. she still would have been like, well, he didn't kill my dad. Obviously, he's rebelling for his people. This is what he talked about. Yes, it's a betrayal. But at the same time, like, we had all these questions of whether my dad was a good person or not. Like, a, you know, yeah. doing the right thing, whatever. So it's like, if she'd have kept him prisoner, then she would have had to go back and forth between, like, Vincent being in this morality of, like, let me free. I'm the head of the House of Night, whatever. Like, that almost would have been a more interesting dynamic, in my opinion. But again, no idea what's going to happen in the next one. Don't know what she mm -hmm. was going for with that. But I feel like that would have been really fun to kind of, like, explore that of her having to decide who she was going to pick. Because... The, the decision between the two of them was, like, pretty quick. She was like, mm. Vincent betrayed me. He only saw me as a threat. And then she's and like, I don't like him anymore. And then she gets in the arena and she's like, oh, wait, maybe he still loves me. Ooh, I still like this guy better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it was very, yeah. it was very brief that she was like, who do I choose? And then obviously she chooses, like, the love of her life. Mm. Did you at any point question if that was going to be her wish or if she would actually go through with the original plan i thought she was gonna go the original plan yeah yeah because i i don't know i just her being like i wish he was the winner was really surprising to me i thought maybe she'd ask for him to come back but then you know the goddess was like yeah i can't really do that so i don't know i as i was reading it i was like i don't know what's gonna happen 
I just assumed that like there's no way he was actually dead I just I didn't think that she was going to make him the winner that was really surprising although I didn't understand by the logic of the tournament Mm -hmm. the winner is the last person standing so I genuinely thought okay if the goddess makes it so that rain had won surely that means that Oriya should die that's what I thought I really I was like well as soon as she says that I was like she's gonna die then right and she didn't but obviously she can't because she's the main character but right that is what should have happened according to the rules of the tournament right and I think that's why she said a couple of times like most tournaments everybody's dead but it's not always true so I don't know I Mm -hmm. I, but I agree I definitely had a like a moment where I was like well she's gonna die and he's gonna have to figure out how to bring her back or whatever that is so I think there was a lot of possibilities Mm -hmm. of like endings here it was just not the one that I saw that happened yes yeah yeah and I felt like this whole you know they make it sound like the the tournament is really strict on the rules mm-hmm. but as you just said oh but this year you can kill each other oh but yeah. last time you couldn't kill each other oh but this year you can do this oh but now we're moving this, the fifth trial up by three weeks and oh this year there can be two winners but previously there could only be one like okay so who makes the rules <laughs> are there any rules there are no rules the creepy minister guy makes the rules magistrate or whatever his name is he was awful wasn't he yeah, he was creepy. And like the acolytes just staring at the wall. I was like, what was that? I don't know. There was a lot of like little references there where I was like, this goddess sounds nuts. <laughs> like yeah. she literally yeah, said, yeah. build me the prettiest church ever and then stare at a wall. And then I don't know. I, I love these like religious figures that we get. And when they're always like creepy, like I think that's just the best stereotype that could ever happen. Cause I think it's just like so mm-hmm. typical. And she even says it. She's like, there's no way this goddess was like, let me choose an old white man. <laughs> to be my like you know to be my beacon and I was like that's so funny and then you know come to find out it's true right he whatever his connection is he probably does have but he's just like oh well I mean if you give me a little bit of your blood then I guess she can get out of the Mm -hmm. trail so I I did like that element of it because it's so predictable and it feels fun to kind of have that moment but he was real creepy yeah so does this then mean that the gods are real entities like real creatures yeah yes or not because Nyaxia she turns up at the end to give Mm -hmm. her the wish but yeah what about the other gods because I think her husband god he's dead Mm -hmm. and the others I don't know because the only other one that we know by name well no we know a lot of them by name but like the one the god of fire he's not replying to Misha but is that just because he can't be bothered or because he's not real I think I, I think it's because he can't be bothered. Okay, so it was saying, I'm reading the back that says the white pantheon is worshipped by all humans with certain regions potentially having favor towards specific gods. She is not a member mm-hmm. of the pantheon, is actively hostile t- towards them, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, so my question is, are any how many of them are still alive? Because the last trial, mm-hmm. she talks about how they're she's making a mockery of them, right? Uh, Nixia is like making yeah. a mockery of these gods. But I also, it made it sound to me like she killed some of them. So I'm like, how many of them are still alive? And and can you kill a mm-hmm. god? You know, like, or well, I guess she mm-hmm. could kill a god because her, her husband's dead. So my question is, how many of them are still alive after all of this that she was making a mockery of them? Like, are those ones obviously still alive? Because what's her face is like praying to them. But did she kill any in the meantime? So I need to go back and reread that part. And I wonder if they are yeah. going to become like some kind of element in this. Yeah, because I wonder if that's where the rest of the story will go because if it's going to be five books that means there needs to be some larger evil or something that they're going to fight against 
it can't just be the rebellions for five books because that's just going to be boring. Yeah. So I wonder if the end goal will be we need to kill the gods and therefore we can restructure the world as we wish. Yeah. So maybe they'll be important later on. Yeah, that's actually probably a really good prediction. I wonder how many. Yeah, because that makes sense. And like it says here that there's 12. Mm -hmm. And Alaris is presumed deceased. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be the other twist that he's not actually dead. And Nyaxia has been doing all this stuff. Thinking she's avenging his death, but he's not actually dead. Yeah, I read that too. And I was like, interesting turn of phrase yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. lots lots of like hints in the appendix like okay <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. no I think it was I mean I'm interested to see where the next one goes like I said I read this I feel like pretty quickly the last like 70% I was like okay I want to know what happens next the pacing mm-hmm. was weird towards the end obviously it gets a little jumbled I think a lot of fantasy books are like that though like the last 20% is always just like absolute chaos what yeah. do you think was the point of her human friend great question (laughs) i think that she just wanted an an excuse in the same way that she wanted with vincent to to like prove like carissa i think to prove that she was half and half that she like agreed with some things that the humans like anthe or i don't know how to say her name ethia anthea llama whatever her name was to prove that like something she said were right and some things that vincent said were right and i think that was just Mm -hmm. trying to show that she was like half and half and the, there's a mm-hmm. quote in there that's like, um, a, in a human body with a vampire heart. And then he is like a vampire body with a human heart. And I think that she was just trying to show that like contrast between the two of them, like the, mm-hmm. between the two species and like how different they were. I think that was the point. But I was surprised that she died so early. Yeah. I don't think I was because then what would have been the point of her even further on? Like it's yeah, not as if they would have, what was would she have gone to visit her? But then why would she visit her and not visit her father? It would have yeah. brought up a lot of questions. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, even her grief for her having died went away quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like by the time the first trial and definitely by the time the second trial came around, we she wasn't really thinking about her all that much anymore. Yeah. And I would have just liked to know how did they meet in the mm-hmm. first place? what was their relationship like was she like a maternal figure yeah how old was she even because i felt like she was a lot older than araya yeah so it wasn't like they were like the sister kind of friendship so was it mother daughter yeah i kind of wondered that too because she made it sound like she was her friend but also yeah like she sounded as if she was at least 20 years older than her mm. so and but she never mentioned her as like a replacement mom or any of that kind of stuff so their relationship was very mm. strange like I know they met in in the debauchery of like these parties and things, but like how close was your relationship? Like when did you guys really become friends? All of that. I don't know. She felt like an almost irrelevant character, but I think that she just put her in there to show that like she did have human relationships and she did like communicate with humans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually I thought of another question because we didn't really talk about this, about what happened to Oraya with her first love. Yeah. Did you see that coming? Or how did you feel? How did you like that storyline? 
Yeah, I well, I kind of liked it because I feel like she, uh, Carissa did a really good job of like, like I said, adding those sort of beginning elements to it. And then when she would have like just a line in there that was like, you have to push really hard because the breastbone's thick or like, what are the two scars on my neck remind me of or something like that. So I think she did really good, mm-hmm. a job, a really good job with that. And I liked when we got it. Like I, I liked mm-hmm. the time that we got it. And I usually like that earlier, but it didn't surprise me in any way. And I thought that it was really wild but it was very typical of Vincent. And like, I think it was a really pivotal moment in her life. And I thought that was kind of fun. So I, yeah. I enjoyed the way that she set that up. Yeah. I agree to an extent because I feel like for a long time, she keeps coming back to this horrible thing that happened to her. And yes, it was definitely horrible. Nobody's denying that. But I always felt like that her takeaway from this experience was a never trust vampires because yeah. they can't control themselves in which case why is she letting vampires bite her because she willingly goes to the minister and tells yeah. him have my blood so that misha can can leave we never speak about it again she doesn't tell rain that this is what she did and then she lets rain feed on her as well so has she learned anything no. from being bitten evidently not yeah the minister thing was weird to me like i get why she did it and that was her only choice but at the same time it it and that's like the end of a chapter and i was like was this really i don't know because i agree i thought like maybe she was gonna get seriously hurt or something like that i was like this was really weird that you ended this chapter that way and he was some old vampire like you would think he would have less control i don't know more control i guess Mm -hmm. it was that was really strange to me i was like why did why was that I knew it was going to be the solution, but yeah, it's like, if, why was that what you would do after you spent all this time talking about how, like, you don't trust anything vampires do? Yeah, exactly. I felt like it was a really big deal, mm-hmm. but it wasn't explored at all. Because yeah. what what's essentially happening is she cares so much about Misha and her well-being that she's willing to go against her own instincts right and give herself to a vampire that's a really big thing for her character and we never talk about it again and no one like recognizes it that he's just like yeah. oh what'd you do oh you went to him hmm interesting and then that was it like there's no explanation there's no talk about it and the same thing with when vincent hurts her he just like gets really mm-hmm. upset and it's like he did that to you and then she's like no and he's like i don't believe you Oof. and that was like it and you're like mm-hmm. again we're having this whole conversation about how vampires are dangerous you put yourself in these situations and then you're like oh well Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's true that was really odd to me and like the feeding thing I kind of understood because I was like this is where the story has to go but him just like the only line she makes in recognition of that is like he looked me in the eye and he like understood what these these scars meant and I was like mm-hmm. maybe we talk through our trauma <laughs> you know like maybe we mm-hmm. like have a conversation about it and it's mm-hmm. like he's just assuming that when you were younger that you like fell in love with this guy and he lost control like that's that's the whole conversation that's it you know and why is he able to control himself great question i also wonder that yeah and is it are just all... because he loves her or well because misha can do the same thing so i'm wondering it's like is that tribe that's what i'm saying like before where it's like vincent's house is kind of like the house of debauchery like is this tribe like mm-hmm. a little more reserved mm-hmm. are they a little more like pinned up pulled together like is that part of their culture of being like mm-hmm. we are more emotionally like mature or like able to control ourselves better? i wonder if that's like the whole culture or if it's just, you know, Misha and Risa, because they're like, what is his name? Right, Rain. I keep calling him. I mean, it might as well be Risa, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might as well. 
So I'm, I'm wondering if it's like, it's just them too, because they're more like in tune with their humanity or they're, they're more interested in being human or like keeping that alive. If it's just them, or if that's like the, the, the Reich or whatever they're called culture mm-hmm. versus like mm-hmm. Vincent's tribe. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, that was my question mm-hmm. too. I was like, is that a thing? Is that like living in the castle or all vampires like this? Like, why mm-hmm. is it just them too? That, that definitely really left a lot open because even Angelica and Ivan, like they're bloodthirsty, but I don't, I don't ever see them at any point in time, like really losing control either. No. Yeah. 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 And I mean, if they can all, if drinking animal blood is viable, is it, it's a viable option. They do right. it all the time. They even eat like regular human food. What's the point of them eating humans? I'm assuming it it's more appealing. Much better or. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think it's like a, it's, it's like a twilight situation. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like it's more appealing to eat from humans than it is to like eat from a deer. I don't know. Mm. But that was, that really was my question. Like, why are they in so much more control? Has Vincent just like showed her the worst of them? Like, cause he shows her that at the very end. Like, has he showed her the worst of them on purpose? Was that him trying to keep her like more on her toes, more aware, all that kind of stuff? Or is it just the, the culture of this tribe? What Are they unique? Like Misha and Rain, are they unique in, in their like, you know, structure or is that that was my kind of thought it's like you know maybe the rich rice or whatever or just a very different like social structure you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get some answers in the next one yeah hopefully we'll find out more but that yeah that was absolutely my question as well because i was like she talks this whole time about being like scared and then he's like you're safe and she's like okay and he, okay, he loves it right like he is mo- much more buttoned up and like you know is not as like bloodlusty or whatever but I was, mm-hmm. I was also wondering that too. I'm like, is this just him thing? Is this just the two of them? Is this their mm-hmm. whole tribe? Is he lying yeah. to her? <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, if bloodlust is so powerful, it also doesn't seem feasible to me that just throwing him out of the apartment and putting a chest of drawers in front of the door mm-hmm. would really stop a bloodlust vampire from breaking into her room. Right. And trying to kill her. Like, if they can't control themselves and they go crazy, surely they would just do, you know, they'd be like thoughtless zombies almost. And you can't yeah. stop a zombie with a closed door. Well, that's what happened. Yeah. When she got attacked in the greenhouse and they were like, that was, mm-hmm. I mean, that was the end of the blood curse. But I agree. Like, that part was really weird to me too. Cause I was like, how long have they been in here? Like, there was no time. I mean, I think it was three weeks, but like, we didn't really, I don't know. I felt like we didn't really get like a, an actual amount of days. That they yeah. were stuck in there? Did you? Yeah, yeah. Did I miss that? No. No. I think I think it was said that it was supposed to be three weeks between okay. each trial. Yeah. Um, but all the days just kind of blurred together. Yeah. No, I and, agree. I was like, that's what's gonna keep them out as a dresser drawer. You guys aren't even like sleeping in the same room. Like, you know what I mean? There's just like what's gonna happen if someone breaks in? Like you'll be dead in a minute. Mm. Very strange. Yeah. Just felt weird to me. Yeah. I was like, you guys are just all just like out and about hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> locked in this palace i don't know it was very strange yeah what were your kind of like final thoughts slash star rating final thoughts like i said i found it a little bit predictable yeah i didn't feel like there was anything really new that we explored here so i I still enjoyed it like i enjoyed elements of it but i'm hovering at like three and a half valid how about you? 
Yeah, I think I like the idea of a trial. So I think that maybe tipped the scales a little bit for me because I'm always like, ooh, if there's some sort of action and like the unpredictability of what's going to happen, you know, to whoever, whatever character, I always feel like there's that drama of like, you don't know who's going to die. I really like that. So I would probably get, I gave it four on Goodreads, but yeah, like three, seven, five, four ish. I think Mm -hmm. the world building for me, like I liked that it was really subtle in the beginning, but I had a hard time kind of grasping as we went further in. I got, I feel like I had more and more questions as we went on. And then I was like, if I'm just reading for vibes, this is great. If I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen in the next six books, like five books plus the novella, I'm very confused. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Me too. I don't, I think based on just this book, I don't see the bigger picture. Yeah. I don't see what would warrant five books. I can see two. Like, I can see, okay, this ended on a cliffhanger because our main characters, our main couple are broken up right now. You know, they have gone back to enemies. So, okay, the next book will be them getting back together. Right. And then that can be a nice little ending. So what is it going to be past that? Right. What is the this is the romance element. What's the actual world fantasy element that's going to drive yeah. three more books afterwards? Yeah, I am I also know. very curious as to see where like this yeah. goes. I haven't looked. I don't usually read the blurb beforehand, so I haven't looked at any of the blurbs. Do I know what's going to happen next or like what, what the other books are going to be about? But I'm also very curious. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think I feel better about it having talked to you about it. Okay, me too. <laughs> but I definitely... Like my other friends who have read this have raved about it. Yeah. We've all given it five stars. Interesting. This was definitely nowhere close to a five star read for me. Yeah. So, but I'm glad that I talked about it to someone else and three and a half. Like, yeah. I wish I could give three and a half on Goodreads because I don't want to give it four, but I also don't want to give it three. Right. So it, it really is three and a half, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, I could see why people like it and give it five stars. Like, I think her writing style is really well done. I think she does a good job with, like, internal monologue, having one point of view. It does, like, kind of suck you in. I think that's really well done. But, it, like you said, as we start to, like, talk it through and you start to, like, analyze it and ask these questions, I think, too, because we were reading it, like, more critically, knowing we were going to talk about it on the podcast, I think I was harsher. But I I agree. Like, I there's just a lot of, like, missing elements that, I also don't like when you have to read the next book to know, to like understand the beginning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like yeah. get the world. Like I love books that you can just go in and you're like learning it at the same time and you don't really not understand and nothing new is like introduced that mm-hmm. is like, oh, well now this finally makes sense. So yeah, I feel like I, I definitely struggled with that. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it enough to finish, <laughs> to keep going <laughs> in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you that Maybe the first, say, 60%, it was, I was mostly reading it because I knew that we were going to record and I had Mm -hmm. promised that I would read it, but it wasn't gripping me at all. Then once we have the scene in the cave, basically, when he bites her and you feel like, okay, finally, their relationship is reaching some kind of progression. I'm like, okay, I'm in it now. For me, I know you said that that we probably care more about the world building and the plot, but actually I think I care more about the characters Okay. and definitely the progression of the relationship between the two main characters. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps me going. I really like the romance element of it. So that's why once we finally started getting some romance, I was like, okay, yeah, I want to see where this is going to go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think the beginning part. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the beginning pacing, like I, I read this over a couple of days, like four or five days, 
And I mm. wrote notes and was like, oh, this trial was cool. I liked that. And then as we were talking about it, I had forgotten that that trial happened. So it wasn't that cool. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, oh, the part with the kid was interesting. And then I was like, what part with what kid am I talking about? So if I like <laughs> forgot that, then it, it can't be that good because I remember the daughter of no worlds better than I remember this one. And I read the daughter of no worlds like six months ago. Mm -hmm. so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one, it's a very different like fantasy element. A lot of that is character development. A ton of it. If there's mm -hmm. like very, there's a lot less of like a, a romance element to it. Like it's so mm -hmm. much more about her and like her journey, um, mm -hmm. which I'm fine with both. Like I'm, I'm very into having a relationship in it and also like, you know, having a main character kind of going through a journey, but I do really like her writing style. I think she, she does a good job of stringing words together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we are talking about Ashes and the Stardust King next. Mm -hmm. Then we will do Six Scorched Roses, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then we will wait yeah. for the third one. Whenever that's going to come out. Whenever that's coming out. Awesome. Cool. Well, this was super fun. I'm glad we got to talk this through. So now I feel a lot better about what's going on. <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> perfect okay so where can everybody find you on the internet right so i'm mostly active on instagram you can find us at at reading materials pod and we also have a website which is readingmaterialspodcast.com wow. those are the two main awesome what's coming up for you guys for the show in the next few weeks oh yeah yeah so for the next while until october we're still doing the deep dive into a quarter of thrones and roses we have reached wings and ruin nice so that's going to take us to october and then my co-host Corey is back from maternity leave so we've started recording the next season after that which is going to be our usual we pick a different book each week to talk about it and that'll take us to the end of the year yeah that's awesome are you guys like taking any breaks for christmas or anything we're going to probably take a break recording mm -hmm. but because we're recording so far in advance i don't think we're going to have a break in terms of releasing new episodes, episodes. I'm so envious of you. <laughs> this is the only way we can keep it going, Tatiana. Like, if we were doing it like you, I don't think you would have managed to last this long. We have to be doing it far in advance. Yeah, that's so smart. Yeah. I don't know why. I tend to plan really far in advance. So I have an idea mm -hmm. of content until middle of next year. Whether or not it's all going to happen as I have it planned out, Yeah, I don't know. But I have an idea of what I would like us to do. So we'll just see if it all happens. Yeah. But I think the last time I was on or you were on our podcast, you were asking if we're going to do Crescent City. And I had said no. Yeah. But we are. Nice. <laughs> that okay. has since cool. changed. We are doing a deep dive into Crescent City as well. So. Oh my gosh, that's going to be so fun. Well, that'll be perfect for when the next one comes out too. Yeah, that's the end of the plan, yeah. Okay, bye. Cool. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you aren't following us, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you guys again for all of your support. Have a great day.